This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Multiple-time NBA champion, NBA analyst, agent. Find him on Twitter at BJ Armstrong. BJ Armstrong joins us on the show this morning. BJ, thanks for joining us. Man, thank you for having this this, uh, this morning. BJ, anything when you heard about the Lakers throughout this year, save the last couple of weeks, but, or excuse me, the Clippers, the Clippers, when you heard about the Clippers throughout this year, some of the stuff, well, the locker room isn't, uh, there's not a whole lot of cohesion. Does that remind you of your time at all with the Bulls? Well, you know, look, there's a lot of chatter and there's a lot of things going on. And, and of course, you know, the one thing that you understand when you're making a championship run is that winning covers a multitude of sins. And when you lose a game or two, especially when there are high expectations like we have there in Clipper Nation, you know, there's there's going to be some outside talk. But let's make no doubt about it. They have excellent leadership. Um, you know, Jerry West has been there. Doc Rivers has been there. Kawhi Leonard has been there. So they are well-equipped to handle this storm. And I think it's those are things that's going on outside of the locker room. But those guys have been through tough times. They understand what this league is about. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And I think they're, they are prepared to do whatever is necessary to win, to win the final game of the season. You know, it's February 29th. Uh, I, I don't know because, again, you brought up the veterans. Is this the time you begin to kick if you're the Clippers or are they still kind of figuring a couple of things out like you're talking about here? Well, the one thing that you do as a veteran is you, you begin to really execute your role and the, the part that you're going to have to play to make a, uh, make a championship run. And what you're seeing now are players beginning to fulfill what they think um, as a group that's going to give them the best chance to win an NBA title, right? You see Paul George beginning to assert himself on the offensive end. You're seeing Marcus Morris. You're seeing all of their veteran players begin to say, you know what, I got to do what I got to do and not get my minutes, but I got to work my minutes because – now everyone is going to have to extend time. You know, Kawhi Leonard is going to have to extend his minutes for a playoff run. Paul George, Marcus Morris, you know, uh, all of the players that they have there are going to have to begin to do that, and that requires that they get out there on the court and be able to get in the minutes and the reps that's necessary. So I think people now are taking their step games up mentally, and they're beginning to fulfill what they, you know, set out to do from the, from the beginning of the season. The great B.J. Armstrong with us on the show. Giannis, when he was picking his his all-star team, he was joking when he was talking about James Harden. 
James Harden to Rachel Nichols wasn't joking, it seemed, when he was talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, I don't want you to hang up on me. In a weird, roundabout way, I can kind of see where James Harden is coming from because he's maybe saying, I don't have the physical gifts Giannis has, so maybe I have to work a little bit harder. Well, I think a, a lot is being made about about nothing. You know, yeah. as a player, what do you want – what do you want another player to say if something happens, right? Of course you're going to take on the competitive spirit. Of course he, he, he's got to respond. So I, I think it's very unfortunate that this has to play itself out in the public's eye. It's like, who is the best player in the game? What do you want him to say? Someone else you want? You, you want that competitive edge. And right now, as we mentioned earlier, you know, these guys are looking for every edge that they can possibly get. I have no doubt about it that there's mutual respect on both ends, they both understand how tough it is to carry a team. They both understand their responsibility that their team needs them and if they're going to advance and do the things that they're all setting out to do. So to me, I just look at it as this is just guys talking, trying to get an edge on one another, and certainly you want your stars to lead lead the charge, if you will, and um, no one's backing down as they should be. I love it. I love the competitive spirit. But the one thing that I do know as, a, as an ex-player, and, and I think those players understand it, whatever they're saying right now is outside of the lines. Everything they're talking about is going to be settled inside those lines, and somebody's got to play basketball, and those two guys have to play and then um, go out there and do it on the floor. You know, your active career, it ended 20 years ago this summer, and because you're obviously still active with the players, you've seen what it was like in the 90s, you've seen what it's like now how much has things changed when coaching young guys between the 1990s and 2020 and beyond? Well, the one thing that has changed is the inexperience that the players are coming in with today as compared to, you know, that generation. Um, most of the guys were coming in with, you know, two, three, four years of experience. Many of the players that were coming from Europe had, you know, they were coming in probably 25, 26 years of age, so you had a more experienced player. Today's players coming in with, you know, one and done, many of them now are going abroad, and I think when you look at the game, you're just you're coaching a very inexperienced player. You, obviously, you see the talent. You see the athleticism. Uh, you take, for instance, you see the athleticism in, with Zion. You see uh, Ben Simmons. You see what they can do physically. But it just takes time to mature. So I, now you're seeing in today's game more emphasis on, you know, really developing players. That's why every team now is spending so much time saying the developmental process is key and vital to an organization's success. I think that the media creates some of these stars and puts them on. The, 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 I think the media passes the torch. We're watching Zion. He's still a bit chunky. I think it makes me that much more excited because he'll have an offseason to work on the body, get himself ready, get really going in New Orleans. Is he – you're going to kill me for this. Is he the next LeBron? <laughs> you're going to kill me, I know. Go ahead and kill me. Go ahead. Well, Come on. No, I, 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 say what, I, I tell you what he is. You know, he's a very intriguing athlete because physically we're looking at an athlete. I mean, if, if you be very frank, we haven't seen an athlete – with this size, move the way he's moving. I mean, he's very intriguing. You're kind of like intrigued because we haven't seen a player with this type of athleticism at the size he is. I mean, he's, what, 6'6 six, six or so, 280 pounds. And, okay, of course, he can, you know, his first jump is amazing. But 
the most impressive thing is his second and third jump. His ability to repeat what he's doing at a man his size is incredible. And then as a as a former athlete, I'm looking at him going, he's doing all of this, my friend, without training camp. So he's not even in the proper condition that he needs to be in to be playing this well. And somehow, some way, he's playing exceptionally well late in the season. So, you know, physically, you have to marvel at his gifts. You have to see his impact on the game. And you can see they're making a push. They're better with him in the lineup. And he is that type of athlete who really has an impact on the game, even though he may not be in the condition that we know he probably needs to be in. But give him credit. He is playing. He's working through it. And more importantly, you know, he, uh, he's making a contribution late into the season. B.J. Armstrong with us on the show, because I've made the argument before, because so many people went, like last year, now you're an agent, so again, you might slap me in the face for this, but <laughs> they were going, well, he should be playing in Europe, he should be being paid, and I go, man, Duke, and their connection to Nike basketball, before the shoe broke, but their connection to Nike basketball, he himself, they're such a big thing, like that, I thought, him going to a name brand like Duke, that was the investment in the future, not, not a team in Lithuania. I thought that this was this was the major investment. He's already savvy with the media. He's already has endorsement deals. Uh, I know New Orleans isn't the greatest NBA market. I understand that, but I don't want to go down that road just yet. He's he's still a rookie for crying out loud. I just think that we do this where we take a guy and no matter what, I'm going to put him at that level. Michael, Kobe, LeBron, Zion. Does that make any sense? Well, of course, you know, we're always comparing, and that's what makes sports great, right? We we love the barbershop talk. We love the the, the, the confrontations and, and the arguments. That's, you know, and uh, let's face it, you know, you know, one of the things when you see great athletes, right, who was saying Jordan was going to be Jordan back when he came into the league, right? Who was saying that many of these players, Steph Curry, for instance, no one, I didn't hear anyone saying Steph Curry was, perhaps going to be the greatest shooter or one of the greatest shooters to ever play, you know, you, 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 you watch it. And all of a sudden now we have something to compare, you know, when you watch these kids like Zion, you see something new and you go, you're just intrigued. I'm, I'm just as intrigued watching him play than anyone because we haven't seen a player like that. And yes, of course he went to Duke and we know the history of, of, of coach K and, and the Duke tradition and all those things. But most importantly, we're seeing an athlete that he's not playing against collegiate players. He's playing against professional players. And this young man is doing what he's doing against all-stars. I mean, he's playing against Anthony Davis and so forth and so on, and he's going out there making an impact. And uh, I think that's very impressive. And, you know, when you see it, you know, uh, like everyone else, I'm, I'm, I'm tuned in just like everyone else to see what he can actually do against professional basketball players. Steve Kerr was pretty upset just the other day. Um, I mean, this has not been the type of season that anybody thought. I, I mean, I, I knew that it was going to be a little bit rougher. I didn't realize it was going to be this rough without Steph and all the other things. What's going through Steve's mind right now? Well, I, Steve has been around. That's the one thing. Steve has been around. He's, he's seen the ups and downs of this league. And I think, like most, you appreciate the good times and you appreciate the rough times. And right now I think Steve Kerr is learning about himself as a coach Um, because a lot of times when you're playing with the expectations of winning the championship, there's a small 
room, there's a small, you know, room for error that you have. Right now, I think Steve Kerr will be an even better coach from this experience because now he has to find a way every single night to get his team to play because they're undermanned, right? They just don't have the talent. And it's no disrespect to those guys that are going out there fighting because they're out there fighting and you can see they're playing hard. But, they're, you know, you don't lose a Steph Curry. You don't lose a Klay Thompson and all of a sudden, you know, still expect to win games. Um, um, I think he will be a better coach because of it. I think he will be a better leader. But more importantly, uh, your appreciation for winning because winning in this league is hard. It's a very difficult thing. And they had, they've had a great team for the last five or six years and uh, they've been able to compete, go to the finals, and suddenly now you find out what the other teams in this league know. It's tough. And uh, I don't think anyone is feeling sorry for the Warriors. You know, they've been the one of the top teams, if not the best team in the league for the last five years. So um, this is what the NBA is, is like. And um, I certainly went through the same thing. I played there in Chicago for many years, and suddenly when I was traded, I was like, oh, this is what it looks like. And you learn a lot about yourself. So I think in looking back on it, he will be better because of this experience, but it's tough to go through. Give me a player right now who'd make a hell of an agent. A heck of an agent. Wow. Um, That's tough, you know, because the the business is constantly changing, right? I never Mm -hmm. dreamed in a million years that I was going to be an agent. Um, But what brought me here was the fact that I, I had so many questions as a player um, that I, you know, I was like, you know what, if I could be there to help answer some of those questions, I think one of the best probably agents would be was probably LeBron James because of his ability to recruit, his ability to have relationships and establish relationships. Because um, you see the business now moving more into relationships more than anything. You know, in our generation, you didn't talk to players. And in this generation, not only do you have relationships with the players, you know, they're trading jerseys after the game. They're doing things. And I think LeBron James <laughs> is, is – I think that's where he thrives. He thrives in building relationships. And his ability to recruit, I think, is in his ability to really establish a community. And you can see in his leadership style. You know, guys have fun and guys play, and uh, he's all about that. And I think he would be terrific, especially in today's game with today's kids. BJ, I can't thank you enough, my friend. Find this guy on Twitter, BJ Armstrong. Hopefully the rest of the year is great for you, fruitful. Hope to run you down again at some point in time very soon. Thank you guys for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.